Have you been searching for something healthy and natural to make you feel better and get you back on the up and up? Let me introduce you to Life Cycle Mushroom Tinctures. Life Cycle is now transformed into an evolutionary mushroom biotechnological company that harnesses the great potential mushrooms possess. Life Cycle's mission is to deliver the highest possible ethos attached to the incredible professional products to those who wish to upgrade their wellness and reach their true potential. Let's start with Turkey Tail for your gut health, Rishi for relaxation, Lion's Mane for focus, Cordyceps to help your body realize its true natural potential, and Shiitake for your hair, nail, and skin support. Head on over to CigarStoryIdiots.com, look for the Life Cycle link, use CSIPOD10 for a promo code to help you save some money today. So you guys like coffee? Well, good, because we partnered up with the best. Blackout Coffee Company is America's best small batch coffee. The true patriotic roasters of freedom nectar that lets you stay on your grind all day, every day. Blackout Coffee Company offers signature blends, single-serving coffee pods, and several types of loose teas. You can order those as needed, or you can join a monthly subscription. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiot.com, look for the Blackout Coffee Company link, and make sure you use promo code Rob. W10. That's R O B W10 for some immediate savings. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. I don't even know what you said, Cousin Johnny, but I bet it was funny. It wasn't good. I'm, I'm just glad that it... We'll just keep it off. Uh, that's we'll probably it. best. We'll I'm glad it. the music kicked off. Da, 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 da. Gentlemen. Hey, I almost put my Uggs on and was sipping pumpkin spice frosted mini wheats. What? <laughs> Have y'all not seen... They've lost their damn mind when it comes to pumpkin, pumpkin spice. They pumpkin spice everything. Yes. Like, everything. or I walk by and there's now Oreos. I'm like, why are you going to mess up a good thing? Well, I saw candles, <laughs> Oreos, coffee. I saw a, Donuts. A, a, what was it? An ad for uh, pumpkin spice cannolis. They looked almost. You might awful. as well have Bubba Gump doing it now. No, it there's looked, so many different pumpkin it looked spice. A lot, it looked like a lot, like a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all should never change that. You should leave it alone. Because perverts are looking at it something totally different. Can I get some of them cannolis and freeze them? <laughs> Just don't put it in a microwave. That's it's hot. Second degree burns. That's hot. Do you, do you take those home and play like theme music or something while you're eating them? You play this. No, you don't really know that. Man, I was kind of having to get the music out. So, anyways, gentlemen, it's been uh, it's been a week since we've been in here, and there's been a lot going on in a week. Jeez, like. So much going on that uh, we got to talk about it. We have to we have to get into it. The one thing I wanted to say, and I and I everybody knows, I uh, love Joe Rogan podcast, and I listen to the one with Tulsa Gabbard and BJ Penn, and the things that they are saying about the whole ordeal with the fires in Hawaii are kind of like the same. They're echoing the same things that we talked about on the episode that we did a month ago. A month ago. Uh, but it's it's nice to have some validation from people that actually live on the island talking about the the, the Did you see where terrible they arre- things that are going. They arrested. Is that the one where they talked about the guy? He went through the roadblock, went around them, drove through basically, and got to his house. And they arrested yes, his ass for old, trying to get to his yeah because because he, he's an wow. old man. He's retired. He owns the property. It's his property. It's his house that has been damaged. I don't know to the extent of it, but. He's old and he's retired. I think he's in his eighties, and he has a safe there with his money in it. Do you think you you know good and well that safe ain't there no more? Somebody had rolled through there. But, they they they've done pick through all that. But stuff. what did they arrest him on? Trespassing. Trespassing during a natural disaster. Martial law. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely disgusting. How about the sheriffs out in Arizona? The one guy. Um, Got on there, and he's got 
stars down is down. I love how they just add stars too. Yeah, they for do. sheriff's departments. Yeah, but anyway, he's got stars from his asshole to his elbow. Yes, but he got up there and he had a twenty-minute press conference and basically said, when he took his oath of office, he said that he would protect the, and uphold the Constitution of the United States, and therefore, in his county, they would not be enforcing the governor's mandate that you can't ha- have concealed carry with a permit or open carry since the state's an open carry. And that if anyone is approached by any agency outside of his sheriff's department to call 911, they will be there immediately. And he started basically a chain reaction. Because when, I don't know if you've heard the, somebody leaked the audio from when she met with all of the sheriffs in the state and decreed that she was basically suspending the Second Amendment. They started asking her for the legal precedence, and then I saw this morning the Second Amendment Association, which is basically a better version of the NRA, has filed multiple lawsuits in federal court blocking it. Yeah. Um, And her reasoning behind that is that whole, what everybody's been saying since they since the Clinton assault weapons ban, when they suspend the second or they suspend any of them, they're going to open it up and suspend all of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just a step. In, it's just a, it's just one step away from, from the next thing that is this to go. It is, you know, it's exactly as Chappelle it said many years ago, the second one's the second one for reason because of the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it don't <laughs> stop there. I mean, it don't stop there. So and what was that? Of course, it's you know nine eleven a t- couple of days ago. What the hell did that Muppet Kamala Harris say? She 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 correlated nine eleven. Babylon B had the, what she said, and to, I forgot to about the it. to January sixth uh, uh, insurrection. Insurrection. She tried to the compare Capitol. the two. She compared the. She did. Compare she did the compare two. the two. She knows exactly where she was at on nine eleven and January sixth. And I also saw where Joe Biden was like, I was there day after day after tomorrow and Wednesday came around when it rained Saturday morning night and then uh, the towers were gone and I just felt emptiness. Well, they have documented proof and evidence that stupid bastard never went to ground zero the day after 9-11 happened. So he's just a habitual liar. Didn't they say that he's the first president not to show up at one of the three memorial sites too when they were commemorating everything for Dude, 9-11? He's... He, I mean, it, I, th- I think because I know he was taking it on the chin for that. Why? He's been taking it on his chin a long time. A lot of people. Uh, Circling back to your Joe Rogan in Hawaii, did you see where The Rock had to come out and release another video? Oh, well, of course he did. Well, damage control. Still distancing himself. Look, I'll he tell you. He is, dude, you could not, he can't get away from her fast enough. No. But you realize, no. and the it's thing too is, late. the person that pulls all the strings for his career and his PR stuff is his first they're wife. Linked, yeah, and they're linked to, well, they're linked to her. Like, oh, yeah, of it, course. Yeah, they're linked to Oprah. But you know, if you, the thing, the other thing too, I was talking about with the BJ Penn interview on Rogan, I looked on his uh, social media. He is doing a thing which I think is really cool, and I went ahead and, and got one, but uh, he's selling 8 by 10 Uh It's like an artist sketch of him, an 8 by 10 that he's hand autographing, and for 25 bucks, he'll, you'll get, you can get one for 25 bucks, and you can round up to the nearest dollar, which I think is like 55 cents when it, you're throwing your shipping and all that stuff. Uh, and every, every cent, 100% of that money goes to the victims uh, in Hawaii, so... My social media account, I don't have it. I'll, I'll try to put it on Twitter. It's on my personal uh, Facebook page. If you're not friends with me, I probably won't accept your friend request because it gets a little weird sometimes. But uh, I'll get that link out there somehow so you guys, if you want to, you can actually get that 8 by 10 8 by 5 whatever it is, that uh, BJPN, and it's autographed, and that money will go to uh, to the victims of the fire. And you can, I think you can also, he has somewhere you can donate, not the Red Cross. No, but it's, it's somewhere, like somewhere GoFundMe or something yes, like that. Yes, it's money that you can donate that will go to the victims. They're still having won't to access, cover somebody's six-figure salary. They're still having to access property from the ocean. They have it all roadblocked off with the roads leading into the community. The other weird one, I don't know if they touched on it or not. Someone got on Google Earth 
and took a picture or screenshotted the previous update before the fire to the fire. And there's 14 school buses missing, but yet they yes. can't find the missing charred remains of the school buses. Of the school buses. Nowhere. Yeah. Like day after. Like there's school buses there. Day after there's 14 school buses. So, so has anybody been able to get in and get video footage as to what's going on now that all this is closed? No, you get arrested. Well, no, no. that's what I mean. Yeah. It's because they're keeping oh, there's it somebody. so hush-hush and they yeah. keep it closed off. Yeah. Is there any type of infrastructure being done within this charred area? They you know put up saying? a wall. They put up a black it's like the fucking walking dead. wall. It's like the walking dead. They like got it all. Yeah, yeah. But it's if all it goes back to off. the conspiracy we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I'm just wondering if anything has started to take place. Like, Here's are they my starting thing. to change? Are we starting to put things into motion and building things back up the way they're no. There are still people saying they have not heard a word from the the government of Hawaii or the government of the United States. They are still there's no one has still reached out to these people to say, hey. This is what we're working on. This is why it's taking so long. You need this to fill out this paperwork or fill out this dude, form so that you can get assistance. Nothing. Egregious. Wow. Now it's the, criminal. The other thing is someone has snuck in and videotaped. There's blue jeans. There's blue shirts. Anything colored blue. Now, all of you can laugh about the umbrellas. Just laugh if you want to. But when you are walking through what looks like a nuclear holocaust and there's blue jeans and blue shirts and blue towels everywhere... There's something to it. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention was, if we have any listeners in Hawaii, please research what happened in either Ireland or Scotland when they were going to convert an old building to house immigrants. The day before said building was supposed to open for the first busload, mysteriously, it burnt to the ground. Yeah, I'm pretty sure black plywood is flammable in some sort yeah at some at some point it's gonna burn there's redneck napalm and all you have to do is google that and it consists of um it's not concentrated orange juice or gasoline well it includes gasoline (laughs) but it also includes like several sleeves of styrofoam cups it makes this sticky substance or concentrated now we just turned into a bunch of terrorists. That's, that's, that's the hearsay. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just, I just know I read it in my anarchist uh, cookbook. That's what I was about to say, which he's Again, thumbing through remember, right now. Uh-huh. And remember, his name is uh, Rob. Uh, don't tell him. Send all of your concerns. I'm not. I'm uh, Hob Reader. It's, uh, Send all your concerns to I almost threw somebody Rob. under the bus I didn't like. But he I'm just going to get here. My name's Joe Biden. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Come on, Harris. Come, come, Harris. On, come on, man. Come on, man. You know the thing. It's orange juice and gasoline. <laughs> but, uh, Man, I just I just keep looking looking at the things every day, and, and you know we all talk about you get in a rabbit hole, and it's overwhelming, and it takes you over, and it's so easy for you to get trapped. Uh, but but damn it, I'm I want some answers, man. I just want some answers. I want to know, but then I'm like, can I really handle it? Can I handle the answer? The can truth. You, handle you can't handle the truth, son. Um, you sit up here in your faggoty white uniform. God, you look just like him when you sit. <laughs> and, and you, you want me on, and you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. And despite what you say at parties and in closed groups, you need me on that wall. And he said, "You ever seen the devil dance in the pale moonlight?" If he'd have done that, that would have been awesome. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Caleb Covington. Uh, he sent us today's "What the Florida," uh, and uh, we uh, appreciate you and thank you for your service, Caleb. And uh, let's go ahead and run through this one. Really, run through it. Are we replacing carpet on a plane again? No, no. It's good. It's good. On today's What the Florida, I about played that out too long. Gentlemen, I don't know if, let's just read it. What the hell? Florida man was arrested after trying to cross the Atlantic Ocean on a man-made hamster wheel vessel. Fuck. That's not a German or a Belgian word. Hamster wheel vessel. It's a hamster wheel vessel. How far did he make it? I don't know. Uh, Florida man was arrested after trying to run to London across the Atlantic Ocean in a homemade vessel resembling a, yes, you, yes, you heard it correct, a hamster wheel. U.S. Coast Guard intercepted Riza Balucci about 70 miles off the Tybee Island 
Georgia coast, August the twenty oh, sixth. Hell, he could probably still see land. Cousin Johnny, it's like look at this. I'm just look at that. Holy hell! Look at that. That's actually not as it, cheap as that's I thought ingenious. It was be. That actually looks like he put some money into it. It's it's ingenious. I've been uh, to Tybee. I understand he probably got those dollar beers between one and five. Yep. He said, "Y'all, you know what? I'm gonna if run that bar, my ass to London. If that bar's still open, he said, y'all ain't gonna believe us on the back of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> Set of nuts, flesh <laughs> colored, <laughs> and a human hamster wheel." Uh, officials said the 44-year-old marathon runner refused to leave the vessel for three days. Uh, Bellucci tried three similar voyages before, which ended on the coast with a Coast Guard intervention. Uh, the makeshift contraption was uh, he figured fourth time, and they ain't gonna they they've given up. They gotta be. <laughs> it was shaped as a wheel, paddles, and they were designed to propel itself as he ran, based on the condition of the vessel. Uh, vegetable. That's his brain. <laughs> that's what's wrong. With. Uh, Did he not vessel. realize there's like three hurricanes out there? Well, that was the thing. That's that's what that's what sparked their attention. Uh, okay. Um, uh, it been a hell of a ride. It, yeah. it floated well, but uh, it looked like it possibly would manifest an unsafe voyage. Uh, Bellucci's voyage uh, began as officials were preparing to. Uh, they were actually they were preparing for this hurricane that was coming. Uh, and he's like, fuck it, a hurricane's coming. I'm going to get out there. My hamster will. Maybe it'll blow me half the if way If I can there. get just north enough, I can catch the edge and it'll whip me. <laughs> it'll just blow me. And just see him like in cartoons, probably just like spinning on the wheel. Just got to get in that main current and they, push me the rest of the way. They said he refused to leave the vessel. He threatened to kill himself. And then he pulled out all stops and said, there's a bomb on here. There you oh, go. Done. They're on definitely going to intervene. Then. On September the 1st, he eventually surrendered the ab- and abandoned the vessel after uh, being brought to uh, the Coast Guard base in Miami. Uh, they towed that ass back. The officials determined later that the bomb was fake. Uh, he is now facing federal charges of obstruction and boarding and violation of a captain of a port order. I guess that's something I don't know about. Maritime law. I can write a whole book about things I don't know about. Uh, It's unclear whether he has obtained a lawyer to represent him. Probably not. Um, And he's, as another one, uh, we can provide provide an attorney for you if you can't afford one. They're like, don't get that. Don't get that. (laughs) That's what happens in Florida when you're court-appointed attorneys. Um, uh, This was not Mr. Belushi's, I just, I want to say Belushi, but it's Belushi's first arrest, uh, taking a vessel into the ocean. That he calls the bubble. Uh, in 2021, he was arrested and rescued after trying to ride from Florida to New York after drifting 30 miles south of his departure. 2014, he had been rescued for a similar contraption in St. Augustine. And then two years later, then he again was rescued off the coast of Jupiter near Palm Springs. According to previous uh, interventions, Bellucci said he was attempting to raise money for the awareness of homelessness and for the Coast Guard and for firefighters because they were public servants and they needed to be recognized. So the real question is, if you tried this many times, did the vessel evolve from the first rendition? You know it did. I wanna, because based on what I'm looking at. I'm thinking he probably should have did a fundraiser for mental health awareness. <laughs> it probably been, uh, made a little more sense. So, But hey, I got to give it to him, man. That was a hell of a... Hell of a vessel he made. I mean, it was not what I thought I was going to see no, when I slid over to take a look. It at was it. not a bathtub <laughs> and two oars on the side of it. Like, you may see somebody coming from Cuba in to our south borders where there's no uh, body stopping them. Just come on in. Come on in. Um, let's get back to the Hawaii thing. And uh, and then we have a whole other story that, that's kind of going to correlate with this. And we're talking about... As of now, right now, what I've seen, what I've read, uh, the big, the big thing that's going on right now that's puzzling me. Like I said, I'm a guy that wants answers. Uh, there's over two thousand children that are still missing after these fires, and we all know that the children were sent home. At, you know, before school, all the parents were still at work. All these kids are sent home, and now they're missing. And now let's go back to what Arlo said when we're talking about the school buses. Where did they go? Where are the school buses? If you can show me pictures of burned out school buses on the road somewhere, okay. But here's what bothers me with that. And and me and Arlo can tell you, the buses 
have cameras that are wireless that can be looked at from the central office of that school system. There's no reason why you know where you they can are. you know where they're at. They're GPS. You know how to track them if something's going on engine wise that's being tracked. Or worst case is okay, yeah, they burned, but you should be able to tell me where the last place were. Yeah, I mean where where were they? There's a coordinates. I'm just, I don't. That's I call bullshit. On the Joe Rogan, they she talked about how the guy in charge of the state emergency broadcast system never activated it. Right. And she said they would get, people get text messages out there all the time. There's been a magnitude 2.6 earthquake off the coast of Japan. Next couple of days. One buoy has registered some activity. Just be aware there's a tsunami warning or watch. Watch, yep. For, you know, the next couple of days they have to watch out. Yeah. And she said, no, no high wind advisories, no hurricane watches, warnings, high tide, none of that shit. And the, whoever's in charge of it doubled down and said he does not regret not activating it. Because he didn't want it sent into mass hysteria. They well, cut where the are fucking you going? water off. But, I mean, you're on an island. Did you and the power your, company come cut? out and said, wait a minute, the government's trying to say we caused the fire. No, no we did yeah. not. Yeah, they cut They cut off the water supply. People like had small brush fires like in front of their houses. I seen a video today. A guy jumped out. It was some random person's house. They jumped out and turned on the water hose. Uh, and luckily, the water hadn't got cut off in that location yet. And he put the small fire out before it burned these people's house down. So, I mean, it's... Uh, Man, it's just, just it, none of it makes sense, man. None of it makes sense. And these kids, and then we saw this other thing too, and I know everybody's seen it, and, and you might want to still, if you get your tinfoil hat close to you, what the whole labyrinth of underground tunnels in on the island. On the island, man. Well, and the other thing, and this is way in the weeds. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying it's food for thought. Supposedly... You go back and watch the Haiti earthquake, the original news. Well, you can't get the original, but I'm sure you can find clips of it. The Red Cross set up these hotlines, and then they went as far as to give the age range of the children, ethnicity, and sex of the children. If you are a conspiracy-minded person, that would lead you to believe that... Sounds like that there's a menu. Bingo. That's exactly menu. what that sounded like. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what people are saying. The, and then they point the finger to the billionaire with a millionaire's hand on her shoulder expressing where to donate money. Yeah. I mean, you don't think that's not the same thing with these kids that are missing right now? I mean, I... It, it, I, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it must buy. It ain't a platypus. It, it's not a duck. It's not a duck. I repeat. I just think that there's a lot of stuff going on. And, and these people, man, you'll watch these videos of these people that are before these little town hall meetings and things. And these people are furious with the government. They're irate with the government because they're getting no help from the government. And they're all calling it like they're calling a spade a spade. You, you guys are taking our you're stealing this land from these people these children are missing everything's been mismanaged and mishandled and i know people can make excuses and say well it's a natural disaster uh the one of the worst natural disasters in the history of the world uh how can you prepare for it you can't but it's your response afterwards that that's what it is if you want us to believe after if you want us to believe that it was a natural disaster and all those things that kind of happen that's fine it's easier to believe that if you follow it up with how you approach everything from that point and everything they've done since then just is the most asinine way to handle it or the sad thing is it's like they're not handling it it's just there's no communication which again it's that if you don't fill in the gaps, the rest of us are going to find ways to do it. Right. And God bless TikTok. Yeah. Imagine again, what it goes back to it again. You would have no clue what's going on. We still would never have heard about East Palestine. Never heard of East Palestine if it wasn't for TikTok. And that that's just another thing that's got swept under the rug, too. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, I don't know. Well, hell, what was it, two or three weeks ago? I don't know if it was Norfolk Southern, but one of the main railroad, they shut down all trains. For like two or three days because of a someone hacked the system. Um, Shepdog could tell you about, he, he monitors cybersecurity for a 
million dollar company and basically they somebody got in and shut the whole transportation for a major railroad out there that goes in the northwest Mm. so or not northwest i'm sorry northeast so the person that hacked it is the one that shut it down or norfolk shut it down because it was hacked the person that actually hacked it shut it down and then they couldn't get it back up Uh, Mm. okay did they try to ransom them i didn't read where they tried to ransom them Probably they took it off. Probably they realized it was shut down. Then they unplugged the servers, and then they had to go back in and build, find it. And so it probably did take them two or three days to yeah. to find it if they shut the server down. Yeah, I know those. Uh, you know, you hear a lot about cyber terrorist attacks, and you kind of laugh about it. Like, like, what can they really do? Well, they they can do, do a whole lot. hell of a lot when you got everything that's electric. Bingo. Which I mean, everything's electric, and then you got this whole push about us trying to go to a, a, a digital currency. There's no fucking way you want to do a digital currency. No, not when it can be hacked. Yeah, get you. Go ahead and get you one of those smart, those 15 minute smart cities, and let the government decide that they uh, everybody's not complying. And so we're just going to cut y'all's power off which, for which, about a month. Switch the, you out. Which the bad thing is, I mean, we're pretty much functioning on the digital currency anyway. So, I mean, hell, I never see my paycheck. It goes Me in. neither, I, dude. I pay everything off of bill pay. I mean, anytime like, you put something green in my hand, hell, I don't know what the hell that is. It doesn't stay long. Like sands through the hourglass. So, so is my paycheck. <laughs> so are the days of our I laugh, lives. but I cry. I cry, in, I cry alone in, in darkness uh, in my closet. Smear peanut butter through my hair. That's not weird. Thinking about wearing... Uh, People's faces for a mask. I don't know. So let's go All ahead. Right. So this shame. is uh, this is where we'll be signing <laughs> off. Thanks, Rob. Had a lot of fun. You want to see this belt I made out of nipples? <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, so we kind of talk about this. Uh, these kids missing. These two thousand children missing. And then we we can go to other episodes. We can roll back and talk about how we have. Uh, this major uh, trafficking problem with kids, and it's like, oh, well, it's just something brand new that's happened. No. No, 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 no. I think this is like, uh, I might want to call her the godmother of of trafficking children, and she did it in the beginning legally until it became illegal. In, yeah, <laughs> nefarious and illegal. She ran it for 20 years. This is, this is one of those that's going to require something stronger than water. Yep. Gatorade. <laughs> In a pop, 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 pop top. It tastes like chocolate milk. Tell the truth. It actually does. It's great. It's like carbonated it's chocolate just, milk. Yeah, it's good. Um, we're going to talk about Georgia Tan. And Georgia Tan is... Uh, actually not that, from Georgia. She's from Tennessee. She is, and that's her is. name. It is. Um, Georgia Tan. She was actually an American... Child trafficker who operated in Tennessee in a Tennessee children's home. Uh, she ran an adoption agency out of Memphis, Tennessee, called the Tennessee Children's Home Society. Uh, she was the queen of black market baby uh, of a black market baby adoption scheme uh, from the 1920s all the way up into the, what the 50s. So 30 years of kidnapping children and selling them. To movie stars, does that sound familiar to anybody? Mm-mm. Anybody heard ring that a bell. story? No, doesn't ring a bell. Ring, doesn't ring a bell. Though. I think nope. I, no. I think I heard not so much story. here no. or here. We're it's talk- right in here. We're talking about the 1920s, and now we're in the 2020s. Have you heard that conspiracy? Hundred years later, bring it. I need to hear it. Go ahead, Arlo. You open the door. Tell me the conspiracy, please. please. The Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Led into the Great Depression in the 30s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of prosperity before. Yes. In the, you know, at the turn of the, you know, 2020, 2021. So the conspiracy theory is it's we, all cyclical. It's not going to be, uh, we're going to be sucking eggs here. <laughs> and if you want to start planting another potatoes. six years. But anyway, back to Georgia Tan. She ran a house of horrors. That's what they're calling it. I do. Horrors. I do. Not horrors, but I want to. I want to say this, and I'm dead serious. with you talking about that? Like I know, like I just kind of what? What me interrupt you? That's something new. Um, I want to say that if people start thinking the way what you just said, which I think a lot of us are, a lot of us, including me. I'm looking to move out further away from where I'm at now, and hopefully we can do that within a year. Um, this company that we have a sponsorship with that CC TV deluxe, you can go to our website, cigarstoreidiot.com and go to their link 
They have all kinds of survival stuff. And and I ain't trying to like tell you to run and hide, hide your wife, hide your kids. But if if things are keep if things keep continuing to turn for the worse, you better start preparing. And if if we're talking about rolling in a cyclical cycle here, we only got four what six years to go before shit hits the hits the delta plane. So, <laughs> uh, so take a look at that. I mean, just take a look at it because it's there. And it, if, if there's things you, I mean, shit, man, we, we might be getting back down to brass tacks, growing our own food and trying to figure it out. Now, circling back to Miss Joel Jatan, nobody would have known about her if it wasn't for, I damn lost her name, shit, <laughs> Lisa Wingate. She's got a smug face, let me just say it. Yeah, she does. She's That picture of her leads about, you to believe, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Leads you to believe she knows where the bodies are hid. Well, I said, there's no doubt about it. I looked at her and I said, has she ever been on an episode of Andy Griffith? She's Aunt May's or Aunt B's. Uh, Lesbian lover? Yeah. Anyway, we'll, get, we'll get there too. Yeah. So this author, fiction writer, Lisa Wingate, couldn't sleep one night and was watching a episode of Deadly Women on Discovery Channel. And it just happened to circle back to Miss George Tan. And she says, quote, I wondered if it was all true or was sensationalized for TV. So I started digging. I had to know more. The result? She writes a book about a fictional account circled around, or not circled around, but revolved around a fictional 12-year-old named Real False. She released the book in 2017 and it stayed a bestseller for over a year and a half. People would write or email and say, this book is about my mother, or I think I might be one of the stolen babies, Wingate said. God. So for more than 20 years, we talked about uh, Tan running the Tennessee Children Home Society, where she and an elaborate network of co-conspirators kidnapped over... 5,000 children in the 20s. That's That's just what they can account for. That's what I was going to say, because you know there weren't records. They already sit here and talk about the fact that the lack of regulation around it is why she was able to do what she did. Which makes you realize that that 5,000, that's just a kind of an estimate. Mm -hmm. A lowball estimate. We got on the indigenous people. They still, still to this day are uncovering mass graves under those damn... Um, schools and churches up there in Canada. Well, just go back to the Hawaiian children there, indigenous 2,000 yeah. right there, gone, poof. Now, Listen. her favorite ruse, I guess is what you would call it, was she would drive through these impoverished neighborhoods, pick out the prettiest children, and then offer them rides in her shiny black car. Once they were in, they were gone. Yep. Except on Fridays, I think she had, uh, she offered puppies. She did. <laughs> Puppy Friday. I mean, everybody knows it's Puppy Who Friday. wants some whorehound candy? <laughs> Who the hell called it? This is one of those. <laughs> Why guys. did somebody call that whorehound candy? I don't know, but we used to. I had an English teacher in That's high school. The last piece of candy I'm trying. No, I'm good. And we, she kept saying, you couldn't find whorehound candy anymore, and, and she had always Thank wanted God. to try it. We were somewhere at a Cracker Barrel, and you know how they have every flavor of candy cane. Well, by God, they had whorehound, and so I bought two, and we busted that bitch up, and everybody tried it, and it what tasted it? like shit. Well, see, that's what you get. I'm like, I know why you can't find it anymore. It tasted kind of like that plane smelled. <clears throat> Less vanilla, more <laughs> shitty. Uh, I mean, Brittany came up with a new term uh, this past week. We was talking about uh, we might have saw a female who looked like she might had not been close to a bar of soap in a in a few days. Smelled a little odd, and Brittany said that girl's a granola right there. Oh. And I said, what? She said granola. And then I just thought about it, and I was like, you don't got to elaborate. Let's no, just leave it. I'm, let, yeah. it let her cry. And look, I'm not making light of this story at all, but I can only take so much, and then i got to make a joke about it. So yeah, same here. It's just to reset my mind. I'm not trying to offend anybody. It's a serious topic, and I get that. But for my own damn sanity, a day after my birthday, Jesus Christ. I can't, oh, yeah? I can't think about it. He's a ripe old 52. 
God dang. Happy birthday. Let's let's subtract Happy about birthday. seven. I don't want to be over that hill just yet, but I'm 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 midway. So I think one of the most disgusting and, and happy belated birthday. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, one of the most disgusting things out of this whole deal too is like you would have a lot of single mothers that were unwed. Um and when they would go into the hospital to have these babies, she would uh she would let them finish milking uh, or, or nursing the baby, get it past the nursing stage. And then she said that they would take the baby and put it uh, somewhere until they got out of the hospital. And when they got out of the hospital, the baby was gone. There's no record of the baby. And Completely gone. Stolen. Back then, unwed mothers were run out of town. A pariah. Yeah, absolutely. You were looked down on. Now, a little backstory on Miss Georgia Tan. She was born Beulah George Tan. She looks like a Beulah. You don't trust a woman named Beulah. No, you do not. She was born in 1891 in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Named for her father, a powerful judge, she hoped to follow in his footsteps and practice law. Instead, her domineering father forbade it. She and did she, pass the bar. And she instead pursued a career in social work on one of the few socially accepted positions for women at the turn of the century. She first went to work in Mississippi, but she was soon fired for inappropriately removing children from hmm. impoverished homes hmm. without cause. Hmm. She left Mississippi and headed to Texas, where it's believed she adopted her daughter, June, in 1922. And then later in 1943, she adopted Anne Atwood Hollingsworth, a woman believed to be Tan's longtime lesbian lover. There you go. Let's be honest about this story. Beulah. It Come was, over here, Beulah. It was common at the time for same-sex couples to use adult op- adoption as a means of transferring property or inheritance. It's, it's, Pretty it's, smart. Pretty smart. She then set her sights on Memphis, where her father used his political connections to secure a new job for her as an executive secretary at the Memphis branch of the Tennessee Children's Home Society in 1922. In 1929, she staged a takeover and named herself executive director yeah she uh, i don't even wonder how much her dad had him had uh, his hand in his I, did they know from somebody else that this was a big money maker yes because that's what i was about to place. that's what i was about to say because they interviewed a lady named sally brown um, brandon and she was at the time when they had the reunion i think in 2019 of the people that survived her she she was interviewed and she said, quote, she was a rounded, talking about Georgia, she was a rounded lady who wore glasses and carried a little purse. I remember her being a stern, severe woman. Um, Sally said that her and her two brothers were separated and sold by Tan with their blonde hair and blue eyes. The trio was perfect prey for Tan. Mm-hmm. Tan pocketed close to $2,700 then, mm-hmm. which equates to 40000 in today's money. They said at the time that Tennessee, the price to pay the adoption fees in Tennessee was like seven bucks, but many of her adoptions brokered as much as five thousand dollars. Back so, then, back then, that's a ton of. So money. you're looking at eighty grand, yeah, yeah. minimum. Just, just not more like a. Oh, Jesus. Now, according to some, it was between 1900 and 1910. Formalized adoptions were extremely rare, but in the twenties. People saw it as a societal improvement to have a home with a child in it. According to an ad from the National Home Finding Society, adopting would, quote, reduce divorces, banditry, murder, and control births, fill all the churches, and do real missionary work at home and abroad, exchanging immigrants for Americans and stopping some of the road leading to world war. Mm -hmm. How can you say that with a straight face? I don't know. It. Uh, this is also the time that eugenics started taking hold, and we all circle back to Danny Masterson getting his ass put in jail. Oh, man, I even forgot to talk about that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Eugenics, also known as the Church of Scientology. Yep. And if y'all have not seen the, the, the clip from um, with Mark Wahlberg, and he's over there, the car driving show in England they were hilarious and then they got in trouble for saying stuff that was not politically correct um, Top Gear they said that uh, the one guy asked him said do you and uh, Tom Cruise race and he goes I don't know we go to different churches I'm at the one that 
worships Jesus. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yes. Hey, he don't care. He's kind of like, he's done with the whole thing. Oh, he's, That's why he's moved all his production to, is it Arizona he's in now? Yeah, him and Mel Gibson are big yep. buddies. Yep. You got this other thing too. You, she, like we were talking about, she was, she was, uh, I don't want to say renting out children, but she was adopting children out to these Hollywood elites. Uh, one famous one, I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, one of my favorite movies, Mommy Dearest. Let me see if I got this. I don't know if I got it. No more hangers! What's my hangers doing in this closet when I told you? Joan no Crawford. wire hangers ever! Guess where Christine came from? Christine was adopted by Joan Crawford. Uh, she was adopted by Joan Crawford through this same group of people, through Tan. Guess what? Also uh, snowballed this into more money and more people looking. Go back to the turn of the century when we um, synthesized baby formula. Mm. Because you can take them right off the teat and feed them powdered baby formula. Yeah. And they're still fine. And they don't need their moms anymore. Nope. And they said in the article I read that some of the actors, authors, and entertainers that adopted her, I don't know a lot of these people, but at the time I guess they were big people. Dick Powell. June Allison, Lena Turner, Pearl S. Buck, Smiley Burnett, New York Governor Herbert Lehman, all adopted. And then, like you said, in 1947, the one and only Joan Crawford adopted twins, Kathy and Cindy, from Miss Tan. Yep. And then one that I didn't know, this was kind of shocking to me, the Nature Boy Ric Flair. I saw uh, that His one family too. adopted uh, him through, uh, through Tan's agency as well. It is believed that she made more than a million dollars taking and selling children in the 21 years she ran the Children's how Home much, Society. How much money is that now? $11 million. So how many people, that's what she made. How many people did she have underneath her? Funny you should ask, she's had cousin Johnny. Her thumb. There's no way you do something like that unless you've got a, you you've got a network. Yes. She is quickly linked up with E.H. Boss Crump, who ran a powerful Tennessee political machine. He offered Tan protection in, in exchange for kickbacks. To kidnap and traffic her victims, she paid off a network of social workers, which still goes on today, Yep, police officers, doctors, and lawyers. Some kidnapped children from preschools, churches, and playgrounds for her. Kidnappers preyed on poor children and families who didn't have the means to fight back. Tan's conspirators or co-conspirators were authority figures. People not to be contradicted, so children often went with them willingly. Sometimes Tan would approach families and offer medical or other help. She would also tell parents she could get their children to a clinic at no cost, but if they came along as well, they'd be charged a large sum of money. Mm -hmm. Before the internet and with very few phones, Miss Tan relied on her network of spotters, and they would alert her to children on riverbanks, shantytowns, and walking back and forth from school. She would drive up in her big shiny black car and offer them rides. She was also in cahoots with a local judge who helped procure children, especially from impoverished single or widowed mothers. One of her most high-profile co-conspirators was Judge Camille Kelly, who presided over the juvenile court in Shelby County, Tennessee, for 30 Shelby years. Shelby County. Quote, she had a stooge down in the welfare department when someone would apply for assistance. This person would get their name and get in touch with Camille Kelly. Robert Taylor, an investigator, said in a 1992 um, interview on 60 Minutes and named names. In 1950, Taylor, a local lawyer, was asked by newly elected Governor Gordon Browning to do an in-depth investigation into Tan and the Children's Home Society. Quote, Camille Kelly would send a deputy out to pick them up and award custody to Georgia Tan. Now, Tennessee law required children to be adopted in-state for a fee of $7, which is about 75 today, but Tan moved her merchandise at a thousand dollars a head. Damn! So at what? Oh, you got to know that if the normal fee is seventy five, and I'm paying somebody a thousand bucks, this shit is shady. Yeah, and there's no way this is on the up and up, dude. She's pocketing ninety percent of that thousand other money. Yeah, which is ten grand a pop. So okay, there's no way you pay that kind of money and not know what's going on. So who's worse? I mean, I know it's bad that she's peddling them, but you are going and purchasing a child like you're going to the damn store to buy an outfit. And it wouldn't stop at just the child's right. cost. She would go back and hit them again and say, well, you know, 
for you to get this baby, I'm going to have to, you know, basically pay somebody to bring them to you. So she would hit them for travel costs. She would hit them for home visits and attorney's fees to make sure everything was legal in the paperwork area. She had everybody in her back pocket. Every single person that had contact with a child was in her back pocket. And the nurses, quote, air quotes, nurses that worked for her in the clinic or the home regularly. It's like a damn trucking company. Junkies. They were running to New York and California regularly. Yeah. They shipped kids all the way to Great Britain. Shipped. You got to be connected all over the world to be able to transport kids all over the world. You know what I mean? And this is out of Tennessee and Memphis. And, and it just goes on more and more like they found people um, that were sold, basically. But it goes back to, this is before Hitler when blonde-haired and blue-eyed were cream of the crop. Yeah. If you were blonde-haired, if you were a toe-headed kid with blue eyes, and you, you were chosen. Walking. You were walking back and forth alone, unsupervised, which gone. most everybody was back then. If you were in, and especially if you were poor. Mm-hmm. Well, and even then, they didn't have a car. That's why she used that tactic. Yeah. Well, you had no means of transportation. She'd pull up and show something you ain't seen. You've been walking your ass all back home from school. No one, mama's not at the house. Well, and the other thing is, she she preyed on the Jewish community because most people would not adopt or would not allow Jewish families to adopt Christian babies. So instead, she would charge them more and get them a good Southern baby. The other thing, too, that I'd read were uh, there was so many, like, infant deaths in this time, in this time frame. 500 is what I saw. Totally she was up. responsible for 500 of them due yeah. to mistreatment, dying, dysentery, diarrhea, illnesses. Um, and then they bury them uh, with no grave marker. Uh, and they'd be like, baby Joey. Or baby Susan, you know, no, yeah, no way of knowing who this child was, where it came from. We talked about it. She preyed on um, unwed mothers, and she exploited the shame and the stigma around that. But what's even more jacked up than that? When U.S. soldiers started shipping off to World War One, she would go behind them and steal their their she, babies. Wow, oh the one. Famous one they talked about was Gene Tapia, who was a NASCAR driver. While he was away fighting in World War II, his son was stolen moments after birth. It would take him and his wife, Francine, 47 years to finally reconnect with their son, Robert. Unreal. 47 fucking years. Which means they probably didn't have very much time together. What if she stole the Lindbergh baby? That wasn't, hell. I mean, he was blonde-headed. And then something happened and she just went and put him back. Did we just solve a mystery? We did. That's a wrap, boys. That's a legitimate... I mean, that's a legitimate thing. I mean, she's connected all over the world. I mean, at least to Great Britain that we knew of, that that was the only place. But she's she knows high prolific people. Like, she's in those circles. Just say he's going to fly a plane around the world. Well, guess who's not watching Junior? You know? Well, uh, you talked about it as well, about the infant mortality rate. Crazy stat in the 30s in Memphis, they had the largest, the largest or the highest infant mortality rate. Yeah, I wonder how that happened. Yeah, yeah I mean, she treated these kids that she adopted out like it's almost like these kids were on loan to these new parents. If she couldn't get the money she wanted out of the new parents, she'd just go repossess the child, take it from the adopted parent. Yeah, she's so really, yeah, kids out you can't, you can't give me full payments. So you know what? I'll just black me in to get back what I want. Either you're going to give me my money or I'm going to take the kid back. A lot of these kids went into, uh, and it, it's, it was slavery. Went into slavery, work slavery, uh, sex, uh, sexual uh, abuse. And, uh, I, I mean, it's just, we are talking about this shit today. It is still happening at a, at a rampant rate today. It was going on in the 20s, man. What's bad is there was a lawyer that Robert Taylor... He was asked by the governor to investigate it. Took him a year. He made a 240-page report for the governor, and he talked about how there were child child welfare experts, psychologists and pediatricians, who basically said this baby was sick. We took it from the mom, put it in, I guess, precursor NICU, and then come back hours later, and they're gone. 
And then what what they would take these babies and put them in nursing homes. And then these babies, some of these babies were so sick that that dysentery would run through these nursing homes. And and now you got a a double headed Mm -hmm. snake loose. And so, man, it's, it's here's an, here's another thing that I was looking at too. She would go to mental hospitals and these women would these women that are in mental hospitals were getting pregnant. Well, you know how that's happening. The people that are working in the hospital are sleeping with with the patients. And they're getting pregnant and having babies. Well, she's going in there and cleaning it up. She's taking them all. She's taking all the babies out of there. Who's going to stop her? Who's going to tell her no? You know what I mean? They don't want the baby there. No. The lady's too she's too mentally ill to take care of the baby. Or was that another means for her to have an unlimited source I think that's what of infants? Is. I think that's exactly what it is. Here's what's so jacked up. She toured the country lecturing on adoption, employing the language of eugenics, and she told the likes of even Eleanor Roosevelt and President Harry Truman that adopted children, quote, turned out better because of the selective process in which poor children could be remade into a higher type. That's some Scientology shit right there. Yeah, it is. I mean. And they do touch on the, the molestation and stuff. She hired these, these, addicts and pedophiles to watch these babies. Mm-hmm. And basically one of the stats I saw was um, if you were a male in the adoption in that home, you were molested. No questions asked. Right. Um, they raffled at Christmas time, 20 to 30 babies away for $25 or $350 today. You could buy as many raffle tickets as you would like. And she pocketed all of that money. It happens every single day. It's happening in the United. It's happening in the world. These kids are being stolen. They're being taken. They're being sold. They're being abused. They're being put into like slave labor. And it but, just didn't start. But it today. Feels, I mean, they they sit here and talk about how she would look. I mean, once they got a baby, if the baby was found to have a disability, or the baby was deemed just weak. She wasn't above just leaving the damn kid laying in the sun until it to died. Die. Yeah, the old Sparta method, you know. If it, it wasn't for God. if it wasn't for the great people of Tennessee electing Gordon Browning and that uh, lawyer that I spoke about previously, she would have this network would have kept on rocking. Um, he held a press conference and revealed that her and her network had amassed more than a million dollars in 1950. So that's eleven million today's money. What's funny is three days after the press conference, she Georgia slipped and fell into a mysterious coma from untreated uterine cancer and passed away. Hmm. Nope. I'm gonna tell you what happened. <laughs> they was afraid that they was about to arrest her and she's gonna start singing like a canary, so let's give her a condition. So she passed away September fifteenth. She was suicided. Nineteen fifty. Yes, she was. That's cl- add I mean, that that's, to the Clinton yes, body count. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for sure. On November the 11th, the judge, Camille Kelly, who worked closely with her, quietly resigned. So you're looking at 5,000 children kidnapped, which is a very small number. That That's just what they can prove. And you go and look at 500 deaths. Got to be a tiny, small number. And if you don't think Compared the rich take care of the rich, after the governor has the press conference, the lawyer, Robert Taylor, submits his report, the Tennessee legislature convened and sealed all adoption records. So there's there was no way to go back and try to find who these kids belong to. There was no way to hold anybody accountable for or this fucking alive. shit. they were alive, yeah. They went in and sealed it all. Yeah, man. It's amazing how uh, history keeps repeating itself. And nothing happens. It's just basically there's somebody has started a nonprofit adoption. It's called uh, Right to Know, and they are basically going in and taking all of these sealed, steel sealed, and they're getting them unsealed, trying to see if there's anybody still alive and see if they can reconnect families. But they said the bad thing is. It is $150 in today's money processing fee just to get it before a judge. Yeah. And so it, that's why he started his his nonprofit. And so, shame, on, shame on the judicial system for not doing it for free. Hiring somebody to get in there 
and and help these people uh, at no cost but, but, because they they didn't help them when they needed when they needed it. Well, I mean, you sit here and you look at some of these. This article I'm looking at is talking about this guy. I mean, this guy's 84 years old. He's still trying to figure out, you know, who exactly it was that he, his first mom, like his real mom, who it was. And he says, look, I'll go ahead and tell you, I'll be buried at the feet of my adopted mother. He said, but I'd still like to find my first mother's grave. I just want to stand there and let her know I turned out all right. Yeah. I mean, how awful. It's pitiful. Like you... Oh, stolen identity man it's like it's a whole but it's but that's not this that's just one of those things that like that's not a consequence that just fades over time that's you've changed the trajectory of someone's life many well, people's and the, lives and the thing many is, yes yeah. many, many and here's the other side of this coin not everybody that that went through her adoption agency were evil pedophiles who beat the shit and raped and killed children i think back to we all know a gentleman Locally, him and his wife tried for years, years to have a kid and couldn't. And so they adopted and they finally got into the adoption process and they have a a little girl. And then you have this shit going on or you have fertile fertile Myrtle that's by the age of 22 has had five or six kids and she's had them all institutionalized. We always, the the spotlight always goes on the negative, and as a society, we want the bad news. But we've got to believe that while, yes, out of that 5,000, the staggering percentages of people that were stolen and mistreated and things are horrible. Mm-hmm. But there are probably, I'd say, 10 to 12, maybe 20% of those kids that maybe did get a leg up. Yeah. And, and right. were adopted. Now, their parents paid through the eye. For it, but maybe they didn't grow up in in a shanty town and and were abused by a father that drank all the time and were adopted by someone that had a little bit of money and turned out okay. So while this story is horrible and she should have never been allowed to do what she did, I think the way you can close your eyes at night is knowing, kind of like in the classroom, if I can get to one, that's one I couldn't get to when I started. Do you know why there's laws against uh, black market adoption and selling children? Because of this lady right here. Yeah. Because when she was doing it, there was really, it was frowned upon black market adoption, but it wasn't illegal. No. And it was, it goes back to the societal. We're so quick as a society the mob mentality to rally against what we think's wrong. Back then it was unwed mothers, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, and then hindsight's twenty twenty. but instead of shaming, build those up, give them a good job. Give them a, while it may be public housing, give them a roof over their head and a steady income and see what happens. Yeah. But unfortunately, man, it's, there's, um, There's probably 10 more people like her in uh, 20 more cities. Well, you know what they said about Epstein? He was a Boy Scout compared to what, what yeah, else is out there. Yeah. And that's terrifying yeah. to think about. But, yeah, it's been going on a long time. It's not just the whole Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Sound of Freedom, like it's all brand new in everybody's face. And, no, man, this lady back in the 20s, she started trafficking children uh, for whatever uses there was to rich elite people. Also, just people wanting to have a kid. They couldn't have a kid. It's bizarre, man. I, I like I, I like I told you guys. I couldn't believe. I never heard of this lady. I never knew any of this stuff. I didn't. I either. stumbled across it. So. Shelby County. Yeah, it's wild. So, um, just one more thing uh, on this one on this on this one specific thing. Uh, if you want to know any more about her, you can actually. If you, of course, Mommy Dearest was uh, the movie about Joan Crawford and the two children that were her adopted children came from uh, Georgia Tan's group. Um, there was uh, an episode on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> um, there's another uh, loosely based TV show called Missing Children, A Mother's Story. A made TV movie, uh, Stolen Babies in 1993. Uh, that had uh, Mary Tyler Moore. I was about to it. say, it had to. Uh, and then an episode of Invasion, sorry, Investigation Discovery series Deadly Women, which Arlo had talked about. Uh, she was the topic on an April twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen episode podcast of Southern Hollows, Hallows, however you want to say Southern Hallows. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, pretty good. True pretty Crime good. Brewery had one as well. The Baby Thief. 
Um, and the Baby Snatcher on, uh, what does this say? Behind the Bastards podcast. Um, I don't know. It's it sounds just, like somebody we need to get in touch with. There's a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of story. Like, I really just, man, I can't believe I never even heard of this lady until today. So, um, well, that's going to do it for this episode, folks. Uh, just, you know, if you want to research more on this, in this, on this lady, go ahead. And, uh, if you, I mean, we're close, like we're not that far away from, uh, Shelby County. Makes honestly. You, makes you wonder if somebody around here has been impacted yeah, like that. Absolutely. I mean, I truly, I truly yeah. wonder. Yeah. You can hear that plane going over. It's the Russians. There's a plane going over the house now. Thanks a lot, so. Rob. All that shit you said at the beginning of it. Fuckers I, are here. I'm so glad I painted the roof uh, blue on this house. So, uh, Amen. We all look like Smurfs, but we're not going to get fried. <laughs> all right. Y'all take care. Bye. Later. Later.